monster, a creature with such horrific features, a lady, a bride, and scary movie fan. Some nerds and their website present this woman and her man. Hello and welcome back to the Bride of the Creature podcast with me, the creature, Joey G. And joining me as always, the cutest podcaster in town, the bride, Nicole. Hello. How are you, love? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. I'm as good as possible under the circumstances. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is the credo of all now. Right. We must all say, how are you? I'm as good as possible under the circumstances. Yes, for Alberta, where we live. Just Shit's bad. Another lockdown, kind of. Yeah. I guess. The world's on fire, but at least we're not being tormented by uh, demons. And at least we get to watch scary movies. Yeah, I already kind of yeah, I already segued to though by talking about the demons. You like didn't listen to my segue, so you could do your own. Yeah, I liked mine better. Mine was cleverer and more and more like more on par. More on Paul. (laughs) I really think that it was nice of you to put that on Paul because Paul doesn't get enough credit. He's a nice guy. Hey, this has got nothing to do with anything, but uh, evaluate the following statement. Okay. The X-Files is the best show that averages out to not being very good of all time. So, I never really watched X-Files. Yeah. On average, the X-Files is not very good. I think, so I, when it was on Netflix, I tried to watch it episode by episode. Yeah, you can't do and that. And I was like, it's just so 90s. There's also just a lot of not very good episodes of the X-Files. But there's the ones that are good are really good. This has nothing to do with the podcast. It just popped into my head. Did it? Mm-hmm. Uh, but welcome into the podcast. The podcast where we watch a film. A scary film. It's your pick this we, month. I picked it. We discuss it. We spoil the bejesus out of it. We recap it. And then we move on. And surprise, Joey picked a... A... Korean uh, horror movie. Here. <laughs> No, I didn't. The Japanese? That's, yes. I picked a Japanese film by the name of Noroi the Curse, directed by Koji Shiaishi. Ugh, Joy's always making me read things. Doesn't seem to help. <laughs> <laughs> what? Reading. Anyway, yes, I picked Noroi the Curse. Uh, now, normally when we watch these movies, I take a bunch of notes and I write like a funny little recap of the film. But uh, well, this... that's, that is hard to do with when you're reading it. It is harder when I'm doing. We've done it with four movies before. It is a little bit harder, yes, because I have to like write faster, or I miss plot points. Right. Uh, but in this one, I decided not to, mostly because this is a uh, found footage film. Uh, you really which is, wanted to see it. Yeah, but it's sort of like it's in the format of like a documentary. And it would be weird to write a synopsis of the plot of a documentary, I feel like. So we're actually just mm. going to go ahead and use the Wikipedia plot synopsis. So you can open to your textbooks and read <laughs> along with me at home. Um, but The first was really hard to, to hear. That's no, a toughie, yeah. The, that's a joke from Dumb and Dumber. I know. Yeah. I like that movie. Yeah, I, I don't have to read in that movie. You know what else is good about <laughs> Dumb and Dumber? The soundtrack had a song called Standing Outside a Broken Telephone Booth with My Money in My Hand by the Primitive Radio Gods, and I really like that song. I don't remember that song. Can you sing it for me? I'll show it to you later. Um, but yeah, so I, this is always the thing. We're going to make a decision live on the air. Do we play the trailer? It's probably in Japanese. Hit it, hit it Joey. Dama. 
ことでありますとある神社に向かって大丈夫ですかマリカちゃんいやちょっとあっち本当になんかそれじゃあみんなで行こう今なんか聞こえてすごいたくさんいる気がするなんか見えんのいや見えるわけじゃなくてその気持ち悪い声っていうのは私は赤ちゃんの赤ちゃんのなんでそんな言い方みんなにはね投資をやってもらいます気がついたらその模様を描いちゃってるんですよ東京都練馬区にある広沼公園で自殺しましたかぐたばの呪いかぐたばかぐたばことかぐたばとかぐたばってなんだかぐたばなんか映像がおかしくなったんですけど。Well, hope you spoke Japanese. Did you? It creates ambiance. What? You do you know what ambiance? No, never mind. I don't want. I don't want to get into it. The feeling. <clears throat> so, like I said, turn to page three hundred and thirty-five thousand six hundred and eleven of Wikipedia and read along with me as we recap the events of. Koji Shirishi's Noroi, The Grudge. Now, the film focuses. The Grudge? What did I say? It's not The Grudge. I said. <laughs> you were talking about The Grudge a minute ago, and now I. The Curse. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. That, hmm. I'm not happy about that at all. <laughs> you know what, though? Um, the, the fellow what directed it. Directed、uh, a little film called Sadako vs. Kayako. Not The Grudge. <laughs> no, but Sadako vs. Kayako is the movie where it's like the, the Grudge Girl vs. the Ring Girl. Ooh, I've never seen that one. We should watch that one. You've only, we haven't even seen any of the other movies. Like, like、I've a, seen The Grudge and the Ring. You've seen The Grudge and the Ring. There's like 13 Grudge movies and like six or eight Ring movies. It's a really big commitment. <laughs> I just don't have the time. Married for 20 years and yet that. Hmm? <laughs> never mind. I don't just sit and watch no, you for an hour and a half. You do, though, when I'm sleeping. <laughs> I just watch you. Just look at him. Look how cute he is. You watched me on the couch watching Golden Girls clips once.、Mm-hmm. And then you got mad at me. Because you were laughing obnoxiously. It's really funny. <sighs> so obnoxious. So, Noroi the Curse、uh, focuses on Masafumi Kobayashi, a paranormal researcher who has produced a series of books and documentaries on supernatural activity in and around Japan. Love it. I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole's into it so far. Good. Now, during the process of making a documentary titled The Curse, not The Grudge, Kobayashi <laughs> disappears after his house burns down and his wife Kiko was found dead in the ruins. Now, they did tell us that in the beginning, and、oh, I had forgotten. I so, forgot、yeah. too. <laughs> the aforementioned documentary begins. As, as the ending, it's like, what? <laughs> Thank you. The aforementioned documentary begins to play, shown mostly through the recordings of Kobayashi's cameraman, Miyajima. Now, Miyajima. We don't see him at all, do we?、Uh, yeah, you do.、Mm. There's one scene I think where you actually do see him. When he goes after, what's her face? We'll、But、get to it. You don't know we just see the camera. I'm pretty sure we do see her at one point, him at one point.、Mm. I could be wrong. It doesn't matter. Uh, It's just, just food for thought. Yes. So, a year and a half earlier, Kobayashi investigates a woman named Junko Ishii and her son after her neighbor hears the sound of crying babies coming from her house. So, personally, whenever I hear crying babies coming from a house, the first thing I do is call a paranormal investigator. Right? I, there's so, so many times in this movie, and I was like, 
just call the police. Why would they do that? Yeah. But then we wouldn't have this movie. We wouldn't have a movie, yeah. Ishii soon moves away, and Kobayashi and Miyajima return to her former residence to find dead pigeons on the property. Oh, but before that, he goes to, like, confront, um... What's her name again? He does go to see Junko Ishii, yeah. He goes to see Ishii, and she, like, opens the door... She's all kind of creepy, and she doesn't, and she like shakes, and she, starts and she just yelling, says, "Why would you speak to me why like that? Why you can't, you can't speak to?" Me. And like he's just was being really. He's like, polite. but I, I didn't. Say she gets anything. kind of violent and scary. She was very scary. Speaking of violent and scary, dead pigeons. Ishii's neighbor and her daughter, the ones who originally called uh, Kobayashi, and her daughter, they die in a mysterious car crash. Kanayano, a girl who experienced, <laughs> take two. Kanayano, a girl who exhibits psychic powers on a variety television program, disappears. Yeah, so I really liked, um, at this point in the movie, I realized how the movie was going to be shown. Like, not just from the documentarian's point of view, but they interject it with news footage and this variety show that Yeah, so she stuff was that on. he has spliced into his documentary yes. film as background information. Spliced into... Yeah. T- so it's like a story, segment from a Japanese variety I show. I really liked that because cool. it felt it made that feel more real. To it does me. feel if you didn't know this was a documentary, you could totally a, uh, a, a, a fake mo- movie. Yeah. You could totally like think it was real on some level. Yeah, the whole um, except for the fact that it, none of this stuff is real. The whole <laughs> the whole television program of her exhibiting her psychic powers mm-hmm. was one of my favorite scenes was in very this cool. movie, where they. Um, I forget if he, he just, like, has something in a canister, or like, a picture. And he makes them draw, all and the he, students in his class draw. He holds up this, like, it's like a film. Yeah. It looks like one of those film, <clears throat> old film canisters. And he holds it up and asks them to draw what's inside of it. And, and she's she gonna, draws it, like, perfectly. And it's so cool. freaky, except for near the end, he has, um, like, a written down... Like it, was it a date or star chart or something? Something like that. And she and draws she this draws weird draws thing. this weird face. Yeah, I mean, at the time, it doesn't look like a face, but we come to recognize it as a face. I, I thought it looked like a, a freaky That's called face. pareidolia. 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 <laughs> What's pareidolia? I can't see it. Pareidolia is a phenomenon where human beings tend to see faces in things. That's why oh. like, you can see the face on the moon, or when you like look at the wall pattern, yeah. and all of a sudden you see like a smiley face. It's a thing the brain does called pareidolia, where it looks That's... for recognizable uh, human-shaped cool. patterns. In my old house, we used to have a door... That was oh my just... god, we had doors in my old house. <laughs> no, it was just like a wooden door and you could see Oh, the... are you kidding? I had wooden doors. <laughs> no, you could see the rings like from the wood, like what the rings of the trees looked like. You know what in a tree <laughs> Yes, but that's have... not what it is. You're not looking at the rings and No, a... and I would look at it and I would see It's faces. like the grain of the wood, but it's not yeah. rings. It's not like they took a slab of the of wood and carved it into a yeah, door. Yeah, like circular formations. It's not the rings, though. Well, it's like the rings. It's just... <laughs> And you I saw understand. faces okay. in them. Yeah, pareidolia. Yeah, pareidolia. Yeah. I just described that. Thank you. Thank just, you I, just had, I just had an anecdote. Anyway, Kobayashi <laughs> goes to speak to, <laughs> to Kanayano's parents and learns that a man named Mitsuo Hori visited Hana. Now, Hori is an eccentric psychic. Hana. Yeah, I know. I said that. You said Hana. Oh, who cares? I don't know why you keep messing up your words. Because I'm fucking reading it off of this screen. It's hard on the eyes. Well, why didn't you print it off? You, we had yeah, I'm going to print off the internet, Nicole. <laughs> Speaking to her parents, Kobayashi learns a man named Mitsuo Hori visited Kana. 
Hori, an eccentric psychic, claims that Kana has, was taken by ectoplasmic worms. Hori's obscure directions lead Kobayashi and Miyajima to observe a man named Osawa, who takes pigeons into his home in a nearby apartment block, and Osawa is later reported missing. Hori is a really cool character. Hori is the one An amazing with the... um, performance. The guy with the tinfoil hat right. and coat. His performance was very good, to the point where you're like, did they just get like a person with some kind of twitchy like he was he good was, it was hit, watching him was very upsetting because it's literally like watching a person with schizophrenia in action and it's just really upsetting to see someone he was very, in very distress good. like that but he was in distress because of ectoplasmic worms right uh, after filming at a shrine an actress named marika matsumoto finds herself fashioning yarn and wires into interconnected loops in her sleep so oh, is she the one who... She's the one, the girl who's the whole movie. The rest with her. Right. So the, at the um, shrine at night, um, when they go back... To, I would like... There was a few times in this movie when they go back to the footage or back to the yeah, audio... Yeah, they show parts of that. To, and they discover something afterwards, which is so freaky to me because you don't see it at the time. Which, for some reason to me, it's scary. Well, they even make that into a plot point in the movie. Realize where, like, it later. The editor of the original footage didn't show it to her because he didn't want to scare her, but he gives it to... Yeah. Kobayashi. So they see, um, like, when in at the shrine, she kind of has a, like, a spasm and a freak out. And she was one of the spasms. <laughs> she, she, like, is screaming on the ground, like, but right before that happens, you, when they replay it later, you see, a, um, like, a ghost boy in the background behind her. But you don't see it at the time, and it's just, I love things like that. <clears throat> well, you don't see it at the time because they don't show it at the time. No, I know, but, like, she yeah. didn't see it, like, you don't... She didn't know why she was acting that she didn't way remember it, till yeah. later. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kobayashi sets up a camera to record her one night. Now, she with his with her permission. It wasn't like he's a creep. <laughs> no, she uh, wants to know yeah. why these. Um... And yeah, and on the tape they hear a voice saying the word Kagutaba, which was a very cool scene where they like do a bunch of audio. The audio, work yeah, to, you like, don't hear yeah. it at first. I love these things. It's so cool. Yeah, none of this is real. I this understand. Is all bullshit. Why are you telling me Because this? you like it too much, and you're going to be like, Joey, let's get an ectoplasmic meter and go ghost hunting. And I'll be like, or we could just set our money on fire. You know what? It's fun. So. So is fucking chess. Yep, chess is fun too. I like chess. Oh, I don't want to play chess either. You're too <laughs> good at chess. Too. Yeah, because you're too I good win. at it. Uh, Kobayashi visits local historian Tanimura, who tells him that Kagutaba is the name of a demon. The residents of a village called Shimokage once summoned Kagutaba, but imprisoned it for disobeying their commands. An annual ritual was performed to appease Kagutaba until the village was demolished in 1978 to make way for a Why dam. Why did you say it that way? I like to say it like 1978. that. 1978. <laughs> the final ritual, which was filmed was performed by a priest and his daughter. Oh, this footage was so Yeah, freaky. so we actually have this footage. It's very cool. At the end of the ritual, the daughter becomes hysterical. Tanamura says that she was believed to have become possessed. Kobayashi discovers that the daughter is none other than Junko Ishii. And he learns that Ishii worked at a nursing school where she helped perform illegal abortions and she stole the fetuses. It's, it's bad, bad juju to steal I, fetuses. I have stolen pens. <laughs> Oh no, now we have a printer demon paper, after us. <laughs> but never a fetus. Granted, we don't have very many fetuses at my job. We actually do have one deer fetus in a jar. Oh my god. It's just in a big jar of formaldehyde. We used to like put it on people's desks. Marika reveals. That's disrespectful to the poor little fetus. I don't approve of it. 
I don't give a fuck. Marika reveals that her neighbor Midori committed suicide by hanging. Uh, Midori, there's an earlier scene where they go to see Midori to ask if she could hear any of the sounds. So, when this happened, I thought because they, um, one of her times of sleepwalking and making the loops, um, and they discover it in the morning, it's the loop, it's bigger loops, and they're hanging over her balcony. Mm -hmm. So, I thought that she committed suicide by hanging from the loops that were because she lived below her no she lived above her midori lived above um her oh did lived she above marika. yeah well, her upstairs say neighbor. she did it in a park anyway but that's also true but she was also her upstairs neighbor anyway marika reveals that her neighbor midori committed suicide by hanging midori along with six other people including osawa hung themselves in a park using nooses similar in fashion to marika's loops after Marika experiences strange behavior, she goes with Kobayashi, Miyajima, and Hori to the Shimokage Dam to perform the ritual, or repeat the ritual, that is, to appease Kagotaba, hoping that doing so will free her from the demon's influence. This was so cool. It was very cool. After Kobayashi and Marika perform the ritual, Hori becomes agitated again and runs into a nearby forest, and Kobayashi follows him. So this was really cool, the way it was shot, because... Well, hang on, we gotta, let me finish the sentence, okay, then we'll follow sorry. it. Um, uh, Marika flees from Miyajima, but exhibits signs of possession. Uh, she flees also into the forest, pursued by Miyajima. Meanwhile, Kobayashi and Hori find the villagers' dogs slaughtered near a secluded shrine in the woods. Kobayashi's camera captures an apparition of Kana under a tori, surrounded by writhing fetuses, and Marika recovers abruptly. This whole sequence was amazing. Yeah, so it went from... Um Sorry, what was the documentarian's name? Kobayashi. Kobayashi was on the boat with Miyajima. How do you no, say? With uh, Marika. With Marika. And um, she she's saying they perform the ritual on the boat, on the water, and she's saying, I feel better, and she's happy. And they intercut it with Hori on the bridge. With Not the, happy. And he's saying, get out of the water. He's like get freaking out. out. Get, get out. And just was... Absolutely bone-chilling, the way yeah. it was shot. So this whole sequence where they cut back and forth between Kobayashi chasing after Marika and um, uh, Miyajima and Hori chasing going the other way. Yeah. And then that shot where you see um, Kana uh, sitting under a tori surrounded by writhing fetuses in night vision is this, just one of the most haunting and cool visuals ever. This whole time, though, I was like, oh, maybe Kana's alive. I just wanted this little girl to be alive this entire time. But alas. After delivering Marika and Hori to a hospital, Kobayashi and Miyajima break into Ishii's current home. Inside, they find that she has hanged herself. Kara is dead, and Ishii's young son is alive. It is learned that Ishii's son is not her biological child. Kobayashi adopts him. This is where I was like, why? Kobayashi returns He's to Tanamura. He's obviously a demon. Yeah. Kobayashi returns to Tanamura, who shows him a scroll depicting how Kagutaba was first summoned, wherein baby monkeys were fed to a medium. Ishii tried replicating this by feeding the stolen fetuses to Kana. Marika, Marika recovers, and Hori is placed in a mental institution, only to escape and be found dead a day later. Poor Hori. Just poor man. After Kobayashi's disappearance, his video camera is discovered in a package. The tape inside shows a record of the events that led to the destruction of Kobayashi's house. A crazed Hori arrives at the house, declares Ishii's son, the adopted son, to be Kagotaba, incapacitates Kobayashi, and bludgeons the child with a rock. 
The boy briefly takes on the appearance of Kagutaba, and a ghostly Kana appears in the corner. Hori leaves with the boy, and Keiko becomes possessed, pouring gasoline all over herself and setting herself alight and setting the house on fire. As Kobayashi struggles to get to his feet, the video ends, and text notes read that Kobayashi remains missing. Oh, it's the scene where the boy's face becomes... Um, Kagutaba? Kagutaba. <laughs> oh my god, Kagutaba's so, face is... Kagutaba's scary looking. So scary. The drawing that Kana had made in class Looks is like the face of Kagutaba. Yeah. It's the mask that, that she wore in the ritual. And yeah, Kagutaba's yeah. freaky looking. So, so that's that movie. This movie, I was... I was on it from the beginning. I loved it from the beginning. What did you think? This is far and away the scariest movie we have ever done on this podcast. I would agree with that. I wasn't scared because I'm a big, straight, strong, brave man. But I was <laughs> I like, you were gonna say straight man. I'm a big straight man. Uh, I'm, a, I'm guys. I'm totally straight. All right. <laughs> Seriously, guys. No, I mean it. I'm super, super straight. Like you see. Some of these guys, and you're just like, he's not straight. But no, this guy, whew, I don't love the cock at all. <laughs> Joey. Um, no, this, I, we've talked about how, like, movies don't frighten me. Right. Um, sometimes I can feel, like, disturbed by them or whatever. But, like, watching this, I'm like, this is a movie that I would say to people, objectively, this is a very scary movie. Yeah. Um, if you are scared by movies, this movie will probably scare the shit out of you. It was scary to me. Yeah. I like being scared by movies. I mm -hmm. also love found footage horror movies. You don't. I so usually don't. I actually don't. wasn't sure the whole time how you would feel about this yeah, movie. No, I absolutely loved it. And I thought it was it amazing. It was so good. And I actually needed... It's been a long time since I've watched a horror movie at night where I've needed to watch something happy before going to sleep. And this was one of them. Yes, yeah, so we watched some totally straight stuff. <laughs> Just I think completely. We just <laughs> I think we did watch Ponyo, yeah, or you did. I went. To, I went. I can't read a book, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So this movie is phenomenal. The acting is so good. Like again, if someone just handed you this, you'd be like, "Well, obviously this isn't real," but like it's done so well that that like credulous people could totally think it was a real documentary. So do you remember? So a long time ago, we got into zombie movies in high school. Yeah, and we just thought oh zombie movies are awesome and no, we rented a bunch and we were like These almost are all, all zombie shit. movies are terrible <laughs> so i kind of feel that way with found footage oh big movies. time i there's so many that i like but there's also a lot of shit and i, I had a really hard time finding enough that i liked to make a list i wasn't sure how i would feel about this one but the way it was shot and with mm -hmm. the like footage of uh, from news and yeah. from this the television shows and stuff made it so real to me mm -hmm. and it was it was brilliant so good and it just it still left enough um questions at the end where where i was thinking about it days mm -hmm. later and i feel like there's not that many movies that do that for me especially horror where i'm thinking about it days later but this one really was yeah the way it like incorporated folklore and history and stuff it was just, it was just impeccably well done i know and i was like when we first meet the actress marika it's like um what, what does that shrine have to do with um the whole story and just it, it, it's it's enough information that um you get a complete story out of yeah. it but then enough unanswered questions that you're actually thinking about it later. And Kobayashi is an interesting enough character and good enough investigator that you also get the enjoyment of watching him unravel a mystery. It's yes. not just like spooky set it's pieces. It's like, no, he's doing investigative work to figure out what's going on. And it's really neat. Yeah. It's really well I done. I really love this yeah. movie. I give this an extremely high recommendation. Now, Koji Shirishi has, a, has another um, like faux documentary um, hmm. horror movie called... Um, 
shit. Was it after this or before this? Uh, after. It was in 2009. This was in 2005. And the other one that he made... I would definitely watch that. I mean, that he may have made amazing. more, too. But he has one in 2009 called Occult, I think, that has to do with, like, Japanese cults. I would watch all of his movies. I love him so I much. I want to... This was the first Shiarishi film I think I've seen. Oh, I love Occult. But I very much want to watch the rest now. Like, just looking at his filmography, this was only his fourth feature. Uh, he had made... Well, no, it's actually his second feature. He'd made... Um, a made-for-TV movie, a short film, and then another movie before this called Jure the Uncanny. And then Norway the Curse was his big one, I guess. Uh, yeah, I've heard of it. A lot of his movies have a lot to do with, with um, like, Japanese folklore or urban legend kind of scary stuff. Yeah. So. I love found footage, and I do like a lot of American found footage movies as well. Um, but they do follow a lot of modern day tropes in horror movies and this mm -hmm. one where you would expect to see the trope of of something scary happening it doesn't happen and it's just enough unsettling um images that that it seems really real to me like there was that part where he finds out more about ishii from one of the women in the village who has you know the, where they see all the dogs at first like all the dogs are alive in this village but that ishii lives mm -hmm. in and one of the women who lives there, they are in her home. Mm -hmm. And um, she's telling them about her. And then she just, like, stops talking and quietly gets up and walks down the hall and away from them. And that's yeah. all you see. But in an American horror film, I think you, be would, a jump scare. you would see... No, you would see her... You'd hear running and you'd see her running back down the hall towards you. Something, yeah, something, something stupid. like that. But I feel... Uh, which like, I still love that trope. I do love a lot of movie yeah. tropes. But, but there was no way to predict what was going to happen, happen here. in this movie. Yeah, so you're further, right. You couldn't predict what was going to happen. Further research has yielded fruit. Uh, he has directed four other found footage style fake documentary movies. Occult in 2009, uh, Shirome in 2010, Chowakunin in 2011, and Bachiatari Borioko Ninjen in 2011. Oh, cool. I would love to watch yeah, all Yeah, we should watch movies. them all. So yeah, uh, watch so, this movie. It's even, outstanding. Like, even the poster is so cool. I just love this movie so much. It's a very so cool much. movie. Yeah. Um, so it was my idea to, because I love film footage horror movies, to make our top five um, lists, and I would like you to go first. Okay, so I'll begin with my honorable mention. Okay. Because I decided that it would be kind of stupid to have Norobi the Curse I don't think it's stupid, my top so five. I'm different. So I have a top five. Just know that the best found footage horror movie I've ever seen in my life is Norway the Curse. It's number one, but because I'm not putting it on this list because that's boring, it's my honorable mention. So my actual number five is Wreck, which oh, we did on this very podcast. That's so crazy. Mine too. The original, not the shitty quarantine yeah, remake. Yeah, no, I know what the Wreck The original is. Wreck. We did it on the podcast. We did do it. I just said that. We did it as a oh, versus with quarantine. Yes, we did. What's your number five, love? Wreck. Are you serious? Yeah. Samesies! Wait, but, so you just have one honorable... How about... A hard you, word to say. Honor, honorable mention. Why don't you do your honorable okay. honorable mentions after Oh. List? Okay. Because we already started. Unless you want to... How no, many no. do you have? That's good. We'll do it after. Okay. My number four, Nicole, uh, is a little movie. So I'm discovering that, like, my favorite kind of found footage ones are the ones that are, like, a faux documentary. More okay. than just like, oh, look, these are tapes. Yeah, totally. Uh, my number four is What We Do in the Shadows. <gasps> I forgot about that one. Oh. The uh, Taika Waititi comedy about a flat of vampires. It's There's it's, also a television series. I love that movie. The movie is brilliant. It's so good. It's very funny. It's also very clever. And it does a really good job spoofing and satiring vampire tropes. I feel like it also does such a good job of like 
the awkwardness of being filmed like when he does his first kill like and he expects it to go smoothly because he's on yeah. camera it goes horribly wrong and blood is spurting everywhere and <laughs> he's, so he has to clean up this big mess after and he like says the camera it doesn't usually go that doesn't way go like, this. like that's i feel like that's so good. such a real thing yeah, to it's, happen it's it, and they're just like insanely likable characters nicole oh what's your number four found footage horror okay. movie um i know you don't like this series but i love it oh here we go paranormal um, shit-tivity a- paranormal <laughs> activity three and i love the like the first three i feel like are kind of a complete waste movie. of time Jenny, <laughs> stop it and because they all intertwine i love <coughs> love how they intertwine just like how i love insidious one and two intertwine i like insidious one and two um but i picked <clears throat> Par- paranormal activity three instead of the other two um because it takes place in 1988 or 1988 as you would say. I would say that. Um, because I love the 80s and... Um, MTV's I, just, I Love the I 80s starting Nicole. I grew up Nicole. in the, the 80s and so that's why I chose Paranormal Activity. That's cool. Three plus it has a lot I of I totally cool understand why people like Paranormal. I get oh, it. I totally so get good. why people like it but I'm just like this is a movie with a bad acting. I'm not interested in the story and I think that this looks like shit. I know it's supposed to look like shit. That's the point but I hate it. it I like it in the... It's Similarly, boring. how I like um, Poltergeist in that scary shit is happening in a normal house. It doesn't look scary. The house isn't scary. It's not a haunted house-looking thing at all. That's what makes it I scary I think that's part me. of why I find it so boring, because I'm not scared of haunted houses. So I'm like, give me something cool. To- I like a gothic haunted house, because then it's like, look I at like that set that design. Too. Look at how good this looks. This is great. But I, when I first saw Paranormal, paranormal activity with you here in our house that we live in now currently <laughs> i was scared i was like I looking remember. around my house scared because it could fucking happen no here. it couldn't <laughs> yeah good thing you live with me because because you're an idiot and i would have moved <laughs> you're dumb by but, now look again i'm happy you like that movie i'm okay, also what, happy that i never have to what's watch your it number again. three huh? my number three is a movie called man bites dog I have not heard of that one. Oh, honey. What's Man, Bite, Man Bites Dog? I want you to see the poster just because it's really cool. Man Bites Dog is another faux documentary about a... Um, it's kind of like... It's sort of... Wait, a, is that the one that Bender was barking at the TV? No. Oh. So this is about um, a, a documentary crew that's following around a serial killer recording his horrific crimes for a documentary... Uh, and over time, they go from being sort of like uninvolved, dispassionate observers until they find themselves more and more uh, involved in the violence and what have you. It's a really cool movie. So, yeah, there's also cool. a really pretentious and weird like short film that they that, that uh, Max Landis made that is basically a ripoff of this. Only it turns out that the guy that they're following is Venom, like from Spider-Man. What? Yeah, it's fucking dumb. But... If you've seen that and thought, oh, that's a neat idea, watch the good version of it. Watch Man Bites Dog. Uh, it's very cool. I think I would love that. I you would like Man Bites Dog. I've never even heard of this one. Do you want to know my number three? Please tell me your number three. Uh, my number three is VHS. Because we saw that one in... The first VHS. Yes, the first one. We saw that one in theaters together. We did. But it is... All the shorts are so cool. And they're all different from each other. Mm-hmm. And I just really like that one. That's a good choice. Yeah. Uh, number so two? my number two is a movie called Troll Hunter. Okay, when I was looking up found footage movies, that one came up a lot. I've Haven't you seen, seen it? Troll Hunter. I could have sworn you watched it with me. Well, Maybe not. It's really so. cool. So it's a Norwegian um, nope. dark fantasy found footage sort of movie. Again, it's a um, 
info documentary uh, about these this documentary crew going with a, um, a a troll hunter who they believed was a bear poacher Ooh, to so go cool. off to hunt for these trolls of Norwegian folklore. Uh, it's really, really, really cool. The guy who made it would go on to direct the autopsy of Jane Doe and Scary Stories oh. to Tell in the Dark. And... Oh, okay. I love both those movies. <clears throat> yeah. He's also apparently doing a movie based on The Long Walk, which is a really, really good Stephen King book. So I but, saw yeah, it's a great movie. Um, the Autopsy of Jane Doe. I've heard it's really good. Wait, is that a new one? 2016, I think. So new-ish. Did Holly live with us then? I don't know. No, our kids were alive. Oh, then. I'm watching. I'm thinking of another autopsy movie. I've never seen Autopsy of Jane Doe. Then I never think mind. you'd like it. <clears throat> but anyway, yeah, it's a really good movie. I recommend it. Um, my number two is kind of an obvious choice, but I love it. Is the Witch Blair Project. Witch Project? Yeah. It's so good. It's, it's good. still scary to me. Um, it's even more scary as an adult than when I was in grade six. <laughs> like when I saw it because. When, in, uh, when I was in grade six, it was just like the ending that really stuck with me. But as an adult watching it, the horror and terror of being lost in the woods is a lot more real. When you're in grade six, that stuff seems abstract and like can't, mm -hmm. couldn't happen to you. You feel invincible when you're a kid and teenager. Mm -hmm. And But as an adult, I'm like, the, the mounting doom that these people feel when they're lost in the pick. woods is so scary. It's a movie that, like, it's one of the first times that, like, I kind of realized that I don't get scared by movies the way people do. Oh, Because really? I remember everyone in the world talking about that movie being yeah. the scariest thing they've ever seen. Grown people I knew who spent a lot of time in the woods and stuff would just talk about how, like, they'd never seen anything like that in like the theater. Who? Just, like, adults in my really? life that I knew. And then I saw it and I was like, this is an okay movie. It's a good movie. But this isn't scary at all. <laughs> I loved it, and I loved when I yeah. did the research of how it was made. Yeah. I found that was super fascinating. I, as an adult now, I do look at it and go, I can see why people find this scary. It's very well done. It's intense. It's exciting, but I don't find it scary. But it is very good. Yeah. Good pick, Nicole. Thank you. This was your number pick, two pick? Troll pick was my number one. was my number two. Okay, what was your number one? Uh, my number one prior to seeing Norway the Curse was, I thought, the best found footage horror movie I've ever seen. It is the first VHS. Oh, that's your yeah. number one. I, when we saw that movie in the theater, it was my favorite movie of the year that year. I fucking, I've seen that movie like so 30 times. That it's one, amazing. It also surprised me when How you liked, liked that it. movie. Because when we saw it in theaters, you like plugged your ears to parts of it. It was very it. loud. It was very loud. And I was like, oh, Joey is going to hate this. I dragged I, him to this. But that's the thing. You've never noticed it, but I always plugged my ears in movie theaters because the movie theaters are too loud. <laughs> Whenever there's a big action scene, I always plug my ears because it hurts my ears. I, I guess I didn't notice before because I was like, oh my God, he hates this movie. And I dragged him to this. Oh, and, I loved oh no. it. It was my favorite movie of the year. Uh, We've and then, watched it a lot. Like, I, there's something about it, too, where like it feels very real and gritty. Even though now I know all the filmmakers who made it, they all feel like actual found weird tapes they don't feel like movies vhs2 is the one that most people usually point at as being like brilliant I know, yeah. and it's very good but Why all people, I think it's just because all four of them one. i think it's because all four of the shorts are extremely polished and well done like individually all four of the shorts in vhs2 are better movies than all the movies in vhs1 i disagree i disagree a hundred percent i love the shorts in vhs i do too vhs2 it does it's more polished which i don't like and 
But I feel like it's that last one that gets people. Because the last one was really Which good. Which was the one? Be, it was really one? long, and it was about the cult. That wasn't the last one. That's like the second or third one. I thought it was the last one. No, but the last I one is the one once. where it's like the slumber party thing with like the alien. <gasps> that was cool. Uh, they're too. all good. Again, the shorts in two, I think, on like by themselves, are better movies. Oh, I but don't But the agree whole with that. unit of VHS one, the framing sequence, the guys breaking into the and finding the VHS. It's just, tapes. I absolutely love that movie. Now, I don't have any other honorable mentions. I know you do, but I have a couple that I haven't seen that I really want to see okay. that I think probably would make my list. The Poughkeepsie tapes I've always heard is really, really What's good. What are those ones? Oh, I haven't watched it yet. We'll oh. do it for the podcast one day. Lake Mungo I've heard is really, really good. Okay. Um, and the one that I only just discovered today, which pretty much sounds like it's going to be my favorite movie of all time, is called Incident at, L- at Loch Ness. Oh, yeah. It's a documentary, fake doc. It's a fake documentary about the making of a fake documentary about the making of a fake documentary. So it's like a film crew. It's a movie about a film crew following Werner Herzog making a documentary about the Loch Ness monster, and it ends up being an actual monster movie. So like, uh, Zach cool. Penn made this movie about Werner Herzog making a movie, and I'm like, I need to see this Loch Ness monster movie with Werner Herzog in it. How have I never heard of this? That one came up. On a few lists for me, too, yeah. Just reading about it, I'm like, this sounds like it'll be my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> um, my honorable mentions Jesus. are Quarantine. I saw Quarantine years ago before mm-hmm. I saw Wreck. Me too. And we did do the verses on yep. the show, which I think we both agreed that Wreck is better. I even liked Quarantine before I saw I Wreck. Liked and then we watched Wreck, and I was like, oh, why would Quarantine even need to exist? It sucks. Wreck is amazing. I, no, I, I totally agree with you, because I think the reason I liked ended up liking Wreck better than Quarantine, that Quarantine gave you moments of, of breath. It gave you moments to breathe and it calm down. It was like down. a polished, shiny Hollywood Wreck movie, too. Wreck did not give no. you any moments like that. It was like, it was heart pounding from mm-hmm. the beginning to the end, and I love that. And there's that. no Hollywood cliche, and there's no, yeah, like, yeah. beautiful actresses in it, and blah, um, blah, blah. Another one of mine is District 9, which I don't know if it exists. I, I don't think it counts as a found footage movie because only the first half has it's like there's clips of it that are found footage you know but what? mostly it, it does isn't. pop up on a bunch does of it? okay then I will so, accept it um, I never I even really thought of it it's a great movie Nine. it's more of a no, sci-fi but yeah. I really love that movie the second half is so um, weak, I've only seen it once but I do re- I really liked it I like that movie too um, another one is The Visit never saw The Visit I know you it's, liked it M. Night Shyamalan it's got very Shyamalan tropes in it yeah i've heard about the twist don't mention it but. no i won't but it's um but it also had really funny moments and and really really truly scary moments as well i really liked the visit a lot i related to it in the um sibling relationship it really reminded me of like me and my siblings growing up um one that popped up a lot that i haven't seen that i want to talk about because i know you've seen it is cannibal holocaust you would hate cannibal holocaust Cannibal Holocaust is a cool idea with very good gore effects, but it's actually a pretty boring movie, and um, there's three on-screen animal murders that you don't need to see. Is that the one I walked in and on and saw the possum being killed? Yes. Yeah. It's I don't fine. Like, that at like all. it's it's more notorious. It's not actually that good. The, the the human gore effects in it are very impressive, but yeah, of all like the the cannibal exploitation movies, it's the most famous, but it's also not the best one, I don't think. But it's so it's okay. So, um, this is actually the fourth found footage movie we've done on the pod. I just realized I actually do have some honorable Okay, let's see. Uh, I saw Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. I don't know that it's one It's a cool either. idea that kind of falls apart for me. Um, Europa Report is a science fiction one that's really okay, cool. Well, cool. Astronauts going to a, a, a moon. That was pretty cool. The Sacrament, which is... 
basically just a dramatization of the Jonestown Massacre, but it's a oh. Ty West movie. That sounds upsetting. Uh, yeah, it's it's okay. It's not it's not great, but it's not bad. Uh, and Digging Up the Marrow was another one that I saw that was okay. Oh, cool. That had uh, Ray Wiseman. so many that I have never even heard of. Um, I must so have been we up did, here softballs. We've done this one. Yeah. Oh, my number one is this one. Oh, it was Norway? Yeah. Yeah, which yeah. I wanted to put It's my on number my one, too. I just didn't put it on my list. I think it's amazing. It, it, was, amazing. it was actually so close between this one and the Blair Witch Project. Um, but I was like, I think the Blair Witch Project is up there so high for me because of nostalgia as well. It came out in like 1999, right? Mm -hmm. 1999. <laughs> so we've done this one. Yep. Rack vs. Quarantine. So that so was two, three. three. And we also did Atrocious. I was going to say, wasn't Atrocious a found footage Which movie? was absolutely one of the worst movies atrocious. I've ever seen. <laughs> it was yeah. really bad. It was terrible. And I remember I picked it because in the trailer there was a bulldog that looked like our dog. And I was like, I was like, oh my god, it looks like Bender. We have to watch it. Mm. And we watched it with Brody as a baby, and Brody was like in the the baby swing, and the dog was there. I just like, it was really cute. It was a very bad it movie. It was a very bad movie. Now I wanted to talk about my one of my favorite found footage horrors of all time that can't count on any of my lists. South Park. Season 12, episode 11, <laughs> Pandemic 2, so The Startling. It's a parody of um, uh, Cloverfield, which yes. came up on a lot of lists. And that movie sucks ass. And I haven't seen. It sucks. But it's giant guinea pigs. It's so which, funny. Which, like, they're actual guinea pigs in South Park animation. Um, <laughs> she means it's live action guinea pigs. Yeah, sorry. That's what I meant. Giant guinea pigs are attacking cities all over the world. That's so funny. Oh, I'm so, so startled. Wait to the camera, Shelly. Wait to the Shelly. Wait to the camera, Shelly. I think it's it does it so well. It's very it, good it satire. It's very yeah. funny. It's my favorite. It's a very funny one. Is that why you asked me today if we had South Park? Yeah. Okay. Well, that was Norway the Curse. So that means that's November. Mm -hmm. Nicole, December is your pick. What are we watching next month? I am so excited for my pick. So at first I was going to pick something that's takes place on Christmas Eve, but it's super gritty and really upsetting. But I decided what? maybe I'll save it. I I actually forget what it's called now. Okay. Because I picked it so long ago, and then I was like, we are in such a bleak time right now that I wanted to pick something fun and lighthearted. So we are watching Who Slew Auntie Rue? <laughs> Have you heard of it? No. It's from 1972 or 78. So it's like remember. a dopey slasher movie. Oh, 1971 no. horror thriller film starring Shelley Winters and, and Ralph Richardson. Um, it's based on Hansel and Gretel. It yes, it looks really cool <laughs> and like funny and and scary too. But it's I love 70s horror movies and it takes place on Christmas Eve. And I love the name. The name sold me alone. Whoever slew who? Okay, so who it was originally released as Whoever slew Auntie Rue, but in America it was released as Who slew Auntie Rue, which I love. <laughs> so huh. we are watching Who slew Auntie Rue for Christmas. Uh, it's got Shelley Winters in it. I'm excited. This looks like fun. Who's Shelley Winters? I don't know. She was in the Poseidon Adventure. <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> Directed by Curtis Harrington. What else did Curtis Harrington do? Uh, theatrical films. Uh, okay. Oh, he directed Matahari. It was also between huh. this one and um, Anna versus Anna, Anna and the Apocalypse. Oh, I think it's that called. looked really bad. But it was a musical. 
yeah. zombie movie. I think Joey would. Love I would this. probably like it, but, but um, cool. Well, I don't who's like Auntie Roo? So we we're watching, and I love seventies horror movies. Who slew Auntie Roo? It's part of the tradition of the Grand Dame Grignol, mm. like whatever happened to Baby Jane and Hush, Sweet Charlotte. Cool. Well then, uh, until next time, I am the creature Joey G. And I'm the bride Nicole. Y'all stay scary and watch out for demons. Kissy kissy. Sweet. I got nothing. <laughs> when the days are cold and the cards all fold and the saints we see are all made of gold. When your dreams all fail and the wounds we hail are the worst of all and the bloods run stale. I wanna hide the truth, I wanna shelter you, but with the there's nowhere we can hide No matter what we breed We still are made of greed This is my kingdom come This is my kingdom come